Hello, Hopeful. I'm Roger Corville, and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible. Here, we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in His world. Welcome. Wherever you happen to be at, and here it is, September 2023, you've probably experienced at least implicit opposition to Christianity, if not explicit opposition to Christianity. And regardless of where you are at, and it's probably very local to you, regardless of where you're at, it's probably likely that that opposition has been growing that, my friends, is exactly what's going on in the book of Matthew, where we're at in the narrative, leading up to today's chapter at uh, chapter 12. Now, <laughs> hello from my last full day in uh, Budapest, Hungary, and uh, one of my last few uh, rounds of doing this on what I'm calling the Honeymoon Edition, uh, which is a whole lot more conversational, you and me just doing this while I'm in a hotel room. And uh, we'll be back a few days from now. We'll be back to kind of our normal pattern of doing things. Today we pick up in Matthew chapter 12. And Jesus's opponents appear directly on the scene, right? There are no, uh, <laughs> there's no more beating around the bush. Uh, chapter 12 starts to be the getting in your face kind of stuff. So let's get rolling. Matthew chapter 12. At that time, Jesus passed through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick and eat some heads of grain. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, See, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, haven't you read what David did when he and those who were with him were hungry? How he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for him or for those with him to eat, but only for the priests? Or haven't you read in the law that on the Sabbath days, the priests in the temple violate the Sabbath and are innocent? I tell you that something greater than the temple is here, if you had known what this means when it says in the Old Testament, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. All right, I got to just pause right there. Here's some people getting in Jesus's business. And of course, the Pharisees, you know, we love to beat up on the Pharisees, but broadly speaking, they were well-respected in Judaism, right? Keepers of the law, albeit down to the nth detail, highly knowledgeable in the Old Testament law, accepting of the law and the prophets and uh, the resurrection and the angels and a whole bunch of stuff that's actually positive. And here they are getting in the business of Jesus about something with regard to the Sabbath. And in this case, something that uh, they argued was not lawful to do on the Sabbath. And what was Jesus' response to them? Haven't you read? 
And he said that, he said that twice, right? Meaning, haven't you, it'd be kind of like going to your pastor and going, uh, haven't you read the Bible? <laughs> and and uh, I mean, that would be some serious getting in the business of your pastor, right? If you were wanting to get in the business of your pastor. Interestingly, uh, and, and in a manner that's deeper than we're going to get to here today, if you think about the Ten Commandments and uh, the nature of the Old Testament law as fulfilled in the New Testament, the one thing that is not directly addressed in the same exact way as all the other commandments is the Sabbath. My friends, you and I are to still keep the Sabbath. Continuing on, uh, now picking up in verse 9. Moving on from there, he entered their synagogue. There he saw a man who had a shriveled hand, and in order to accuse him, they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? He replied to them, Who among you, if he had a sheep that fell into a pit on the Sabbath, wouldn't take hold of it and lift it out? A person is worth far more than a sheep, so it is lawful to do what is good on the Sabbath. And then he told the man, Stretch out your hand. So the man stretched it out, and it was restored as good as the other. But the Pharisees went out and plotted against him how they might kill him. Jesus was aware of this, and he withdrew. Large crowds followed him, and he, he healed them all. He warned them not to make him known, so what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled when Isaiah wrote, Here is my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom I delight. I will put my spirit, capital S, I will put my spirit on him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not argue or shout, and no one will hear his voice in the streets. He will not break a bruised reed, and he will not put out a smoldering wick until he has led justice to victory. The nations will put their hope in his name. Then a demon-possessed man, who was blind and unable to speak, was brought to him. He healed him so that the man could both speak and see. All the crowds were astounded and said, Could this be the son of David? When the Pharisees heard this, they said, This man drives out demons only by Beelzebul, the ruler of demons. And knowing their thoughts, he told them, Every kingdom divided against itself is headed for destruction. And no city or house divided against itself will stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he's divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons drive them out? For this reason, they will be your judges. If I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. How, how can someone enter a strong man's house and steal his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can plunder his house. Anyone, anyone, anyone 
who is not with me is against me. And anyone who does not gather with me scatters. Therefore, I tell you, people will be forgiven every sin and blasphemy, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the one to come. Either make the tree good and its fruit will be good, or make the tree bad and its fruit will be bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. I'm just going to say that again, my friends. We need to let that sink in deeply. A tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart, and a good person produces good things from his storeroom of good, and an evil person produces evil things from his storeroom of evil. I tell you that on the day of judgment, people will have to account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Then some of the scribes and the Pharisees said to him, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. And he answered them, An evil and adulterous generation demands a sign. But no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the huge fish three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at Jonah's preaching. And look, something greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. Because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the Solomon of wisdom. And look, something greater than Solomon is here. When an unclean spirit comes out of a person, it roams through watery places looking for rest, but it doesn't find any. And then it says, hey, I'll go back to, the, to my house that I came from. And returning, it finds the house vacant, swept and put in order. And then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits, more evil than itself, and they enter and settle down there. As a result, that person's last condition is worse than the first. That's how it will also be with this evil generation. And while he was still speaking with the crowds, his mother and brothers were standing outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, Look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. And he, he replied to one, the one speaking to him, Who's my mother? Who are my brothers? Stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven... Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my mother and brother and sister. My friends, that gets us up through chapter 12. 
even though I kind of butcher that last line, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. I don't know about you, but, you know, it's easy to have bravery when you're out of range. You know what I mean? It's easy to go... Oh, yeah, we need to stand up to the religious intolerance that's going on in the legal system in the United States or whatever your context is. And yet it's a whole other thing when what is on the line literally affects whether or not you can keep your job or your house. My friends... If there is something that I would hope to encourage you with today, and I say this sitting here, having spent the last couple weeks in a part of the country, a part of the world that was under communist rule for us, you know, you can just still see the effects of communism around in Hungary and, uh, and where we spent some time in Czech, in the Czech Republic. And if there's something that I... I just would hope to encourage you with. It's, it's to remember that it's not a function of if, but when. The system of the world, the system of Satan, quite literally, will put the squeeze on you. And the question will be one of, uh, one of faithfulness. And it may come with a real cost. I love you, my friends. Lord God, let me just pray for the person listening to this right here and now. Lord, uh, it's easy to be brave when we're out of range. And yet when it touches down, I don't know what we're going to do. So Lord, I just pray that uh, the person listening right here and right now, we just fall so much more deeply in love with you and your goodness and Lord your sovereignty not only that you have your your presence and your finger on where we're at right now but that ultimate justice will reign through you in a way that we can just have confidence in knowing that whatever comes today ultimately Jesus is worth following. I love you, my friends. Amen.